are listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Rapp Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. Nine seconds left. Eagles by eight. Pretty. Lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone, and it is batted around and incomplete. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Let the celebration begin. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappa. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 269 of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show, and I am not here by myself tonight. Justin is with me. It's just the studio's arranged a little differently because, well, I was just too lazy to tear it down <laughs> from when I did the uh, Nat Chats with Dad and Tangents with Friends crossover between the holidays, and then we were supposed to have a show a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know, a little medical emergency came up, and we had to, to postpone that. So uh, life, man, life gets in the way. Right. Sometimes. So the studio stayed set up for uh, for the uh, you know four or five person deal they had going on when Natalie and uh, the Baronshausen brothers were here to hang out and talk. But uh, so Justin's not sitting directly next to me this evening. He's sitting out uh, a little bit further away from me. But, uh, you know, we'll make it happen. We'll make do. We can still uh, talk football, which unfortunately is coming to an end. We are now, yeah. we only have three, three games, games left. left. Two. Well, four if you count the Pro Bowl, right? Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, why not? So, we got the AFC and NFC Championship games are set. That just happened, um, well, this weekend, but about half an hour ago, 45 minutes ago. We figured out who would be in the NFC Championship game and unfortunately for nearly everyone listening to this show, it will not be the Eagles. Uh, that was the last game that just concluded about 45 minutes ago down in New Orleans. The game started and we thought Philadelphia may be making back-to-back appearances in the NFC Championship game. They jumped out to a 14 nothing lead. Unfortunately, that's all the offense they would muster. A game-winning or potential game-winning drive. That started off pretty strong, although Justin did mention before the show that it was aided by some New Orleans miscues and penalties. Um, Nick Foles ended up throwing interception, although I can't, th- I don't think you can yeah. pin that one on him. That's one where I, I, I really feel like, and there may be this may exist in like the next gen stat kind of things, but there should be interception 
statistic for receivers. I know. I believe there is. Like, there probably is. Like, if you interpret the next gen stats a certain way, I'm sure you can kind of figure that out. Um, But yeah, like that was. There's no question that was not on Foles. That was that was on Alshon. Um, But hey, you know it it happens. Um, You know it's kind of kind of tough. It's kind of crazy. The Saints had a, a couple wins, kind of like that. Like they beat. The Steelers in Week 16, when Juju fumbled late yeah. in the game, you know, like they had, they've had a couple breaks. You know, things. It's one of those things tend to go their way down in the uh, in the Superdome, and you know that's not anything new. So, um, but the bigger picture, you can't score 14 points and expect to beat the Saints. Like that's you can't play highly unlikely. Now you, the Cowboys did it this year. They scored. I mean, they think they only scored 13 and beat them. Yeah. But like you. You can't – if you hold the Saints to 20, you need to win that game. And they played good for two two drives. And, yeah, yeah like, we, that, we talked about this a little bit before the show. Like, I, yeah, I was getting really frustrated with some of the situational defense for the Eagles. Um, but when the defense holds them to 20 points, you cannot really – put it on the defense. The yeah. only th- the only time that I'd really put some questions on the defense was before half when they have to drive 90 some yards and you're just you rush for the entire time and sit back in zone and let them get down and get a field goal. Right. I, now I understand you don't want to get beat deep and um you know Michael Thomas was just running past everyone. He, I think he ended up with like 170 some yards receiving. Yep. Um so I you know it's kind of you have to pick your poison there, but if you give Breeze time and they were giving him time, he he wasn't getting pressured much after the very beginning of the game with the, with just rushing four. Um, that's going to dial up trouble because he's just going to wait and then pick you apart. So is as frustrating as that is, though you give up twenty points. That's not on the defense. The offense did absolutely nothing after the second drive, right? Um, and. That's that's on them, <laughs> you know. And and I know there's there were tons of injuries. I know they lost two linemen during the game. You know, I know they lost some defensive backs for portions of the game. I knew they met lost Fletcher Cox for parts of the game. You know, like yeah, that today was a microcosm of of the Eagles' season. You know, um, have some really good things, and you saw some flashes of what you got a lot of last year, and then just. Things when they went wrong, they went really wrong, and just it's kind of too little, too late, and that's too little, too late. Probably sums up the Eagles' season. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, and, and I say that like they they won a playoff game when they were almost mathematically eliminated from the playoffs a couple um, like a, a month or so ago. So you know what? Like they went on a good run. Um, I was glad to see that they didn't quit. I think that shows a lot about. Um, Peterson and and the way the coach kind of relates to the players because they could have that game could or not that game but this season could have been folded in and it could have gotten ugly down the stretch and it was the opposite we saw that with some other NFL teams like when they you know when things went bad this year they went really bad and that didn't happen with the Eagles they they kind of kept hanging in there and they kept fighting and you know I think that's that's a key and they were able to get enough last year. They weren't able to get quite enough this year. And that, that's just the way it goes. I just think about 
you know, this game that happened in week 11, no one would have thought the Eagles would even have the no. chance to, no. uh, you know, have seek some revenge for that defeat down in New Orleans right. and do it in the second round of the playoffs. Right. People didn't think they'd make the playoffs, let alone win a game on the road against the Chicago team that, you know, looked incredible. I mean, we, we thought that Chicago would be better this year and we never thought they, they'd win a division. And here they are, you know, a double doink away from yeah. making it to the next round. Instead, it's the Eagles who struggled mightily at the beginning and middle part of the season and really came around at the end. They had won six of their last seven, I think, Something entering about. today. But it's tough when it ends, when you've been, you know, one of the hotter teams, you kind of feel as though you came up short. But right. if you look at the season as a whole, I feel like the Eagles actually overachieved. Now, maybe they underachieved based on preseason expectations, yeah. Yeah. but as the season started, I feel like you got to be happy yeah. with as what of, they were I'd say as of November, when we look at like the two-thirds point of the season, I'd say the Eagles overachieved. They won a playoff game, and a lot of people didn't think they were even going to make the playoffs at that point. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I, I sent you the text with the quote, you know, the Denny Green quote, they are who we thought they were. Yep. Like, this, this was the Eagles team that they showed us most of the year. And the Saints are the one seed and the, you know, by record, the best team in football for a reason, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and you need to play pretty darn perfect game to go into New Orleans and beat them anytime, let alone in the playoffs. And the Eagles played far from a perfect game today. Right. Um, You know, and, and it's one of those things where last week, honestly, they didn't play much better. They played about the same. I feel as they did last week. The difference is, you don't have Mitchell Trubisky on the other side this week. No, you have Drew You've got Brees, Drew Brees on the other side. One of the side top three quarterbacks in the league. Right. You know, an MVP or a possible MVP this year. Right. And, you know, surefire Hall. Because came. honestly, look, the defense, the offense didn't play. It got distorted because they were going against the Bears defense. You know, like, so people will overlook the fact that they didn't score a lot last week. You know, but in two playoff games, now I know they played the Bears, but in, in two playoff games, what they. They scored, they won 16, they had 16 points last week, something like that? Yes. Yeah, so they scored 30 points in two games. They averaged 15 points. Right. So, you know, that's not going to get it done. 15 points a game in the playoffs, not going to get it done. (laughs) No. So, you know, it, it is what it is. The Eagles just, they just didn't have enough this year. Uh, they actually probably have done better than most teams that win the Super Bowl outside of maybe New England. How many other Super Bowl winners actually Which, have a solid season the next not, year? Not to be a spoiler for earlier, but obviously everyone knows that the Patriots won. This is like Brady's eighth straight Eighth straight. This is the Patriots' game, eighth straight AFC championship Which is absolutely absurd. Yeah, but I sent this to you a couple weeks ago when the Eagles made the playoffs that I was going to send it to a friend of ours who had sent it to me. Back when the Eagles looked dead in the water, he sent me a meme that said uh, the Eagles are going to be the first Super Bowl champion to end the season. I thought it was without making the playoffs. It wasn't. When I read reread the meme, it actually said with a losing record, which was gone before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But not only that, but the Eagles also made the playoffs. And I was going to send it back to our friend, but I, I did not. But um, I sent it to you instead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I received it loud and clear. Yeah. So, I mean, it it, it was a good season, you know. Yeah, you didn't win back-to-back Super Bowls. Outside of the Patriots, teams don't do that. You know, so, um, in at least in our time, I, well, I say that. Denver did. 
but outside of them and the Patriots, um, it doesn't really happen, you know. So, yeah, I guess the, the Patriots were the last ones oh three oh four right oh four seasons. So right? yeah, but yeah, oh one oh three oh four. Yeah, you know, I think I think the future is bright for the Eagles, but it's different. It's different. Like a lot of the guys that helped them get to the Super Bowl, I think they need to kind of. There's a semi rebuild. They have some key pieces in place, but they're also going to need to replace some big pieces over the next few years. Like in that, I don't think that there's any real question about that. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see how Wentz's recovery plays out, um, and into next year. More so with like his next contract, like when that's going to come up. Because this was his third year, correct? So next year is his fourth year, which means they'll probably start. They'll probably exercise his option for his fifth year. Right. But they'll also, you know, like that. You know how that goes with yep. with the, especially quarterbacks. They're they're not going to wait around on that. But right. It's interesting because I I I know they've got a lot of decisions they have to make, and you don't necessarily want to pay the guy now, but. And it, it would be high risk, but it'd be interesting if they to try to lock him up. If they tried to if they tried to renegotiate. This is the end now. of season three, right? right. Try and buy. So, I well, say buy low. Like, don't they need to pick up his fifth year option this off season? I don't. I don't know how it works. I, I don't know. Possibly, I, I could be wrong about that. But I thought entering a player's fourth year, the first round pick, the team has the option to pick up the fifth year. That that might be. Yeah, and and they'll absolutely do that. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it makes sense money-wise. So, like, I understand that's not how you do it, but it'll be interesting to, like, kind of just at least have that discussion. You right. know, to, like, see if we could maybe extend now. But, I don't know. I guess that kind of gives you where I stand on the whole whence is the future thing. Like, yes. Like, um, Foles has played amazing in key times for the Eagles. But whence is the guy moving forward? He has to be. He has to be. Yeah. He has to be. I like. So. I, I I get it. Like Foles had a great, you know, the renaissance last year in the playoffs and what he was able to do in the regular the stretch. season here at the yeah. end. But but um, he also lost the starting job. Not lost the starting job. They rushed Wentz back this year because Foles wasn't getting it done at the beginning of the year. Right. They were one and one, but like the offense was not playing well. Right. And I know people are like, yeah, well, Alshon was out and stuff like that. Okay, well, you want to throw some of the the defensive collapses that were losses for Wentz, like on him, like you know, the Everyone... defense couldn't get the job done against Dallas. The defense couldn't get the job done against Tennessee. The defense couldn't get the job done against Carolina. You know, All right. everyone loves a winner, right? Right. So, and I mean, in the end, at the end of the day, that is all that matters. But <laughs> right, like. You but, can't but also, also look like look at it from a contract standpoint. You have a better chance to build a, w- a winner for next year and the year after with Wentz with Wentz than you do with Foles. Right. You have you have a two year period to right. get it done before Wentz demands a ton of money. You would think. Right. And uh, then you're in the position that all the teams are that pay their quarterbacks big money, where you're struggling to. You got to hit your draft picks then, which is good because the Eagles don't have the ton of draft picks. Right. Like they've traded them for the, like this year and next year a little bit, but. That's okay because you have the money to spend other places because you have Wentz on that rookie deal. Right. But after that, that's when you're going to need to hit with your draft picks a little bit more. You always need to hit with them, but you know what I mean. Like, 
you build more through the draft. I think I know this is ridiculous. Unless there's like uh, like a pass rusher or like a lockdown corner, right? And you're not going to get that where the Eagles are drafting. I absolutely draft all offensive players. I draft linemen. I draft some more linemen. And then I draft some linemen some more. Um, because <laughs> look at it's, the teams that look at all the teams that won this week. Quarterback and offense. Right. Teams that won this weekend were able to protect their quarterback and run the ball. And running the ball, there were a few problems for the Eagles, but one of which was they don't have a running back. But, like, I don't feel like you necessarily need to draft a running back high. And, again, where the Eagles are going to be, like, you're not going to draft a running back at, like, wherever, 22 or wherever they end up picking. I, I don't know. but Yeah, I'm trying to pull that out right now. Um, I don't have – I pulled up a mock draft just to see – what we're looking at, but it's it was it hasn't been updated since uh, Christmas Eve, so yeah. obviously we know that things have changed since then. But it's uh, Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. Yeah, yeah. I pull that up just because. Well, he went to Wilson, right? So right. it's fun to uh, and played football. I for love Wilson. I love watching his Twitter reactions to college bowl games when people when all the analysts are throwing out. I say analysts. I use the term loosely because. Right. He's an actual analyst. Yeah, and they are You're literally uh, getting paid to right, do right. this. So and then. You have people like throwing out the pro comparisons, and he's just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, you know, like this guy's like Tom Brady in that, and he's like, no, no, you know, just like stuff like that. Oh my! So, as of Christmas Eve, and obviously we know that that's not um, things have happened, changed since then. Um, but at the time, he had the Eagles picking 18th, and we know that it'll be later in the 20s. But he had them going cornerback. He went with Bryce Hall from Virginia. Um, you know, he, he talked about Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas, and then a bunch of random people that I had never heard of until watching this game. Now, I'm not an Eagles fan, so, so the Eagles, but I really no, had no idea who is, some of these guys this, were. This is the problem. The Eagles started, sorry, they started 13 or 14 different defensive backs this year. Malcolm Jenkins played every defensive snap of the entire year. So that's one defensive back spot you eliminate from that right away. From the so rotation. over the other three, you started 13 different guys, and I believe you played 15 different guys. That means you were that means you at times you were literally on your fifth string guy at the other places. They had guys playing defensive back this year that were cut in the middle of the season from other teams. And they were starting for the Eagles in a second-round playoff game. You know, like, now, that's not to say that they can't. There's stories all the time where that comes. But when, that's usually one guy, not three. Right. You know, like, or not that they were playing three at the same time. But, you know, like, those things add up. You, you can't overcome all of those, you know. And, and that's where you kind of look at. That makes it even crazier what this run the Eagles have been on. You know, like. It, it, it's really kind of fascinating. Yeah. So um, in consideration for defensive back for the Eagles in the draft, um, the next pick in this mock from Kyle Krabs of the draft network was Amani. Oh, really? Yeah. So he has him late first. 
uh, the Penn State cornerback. I'm not even going to try to say his last name because I've never. I think it's Aruarie. Yeah, I can't. But I'm not. Yeah, no. Nah. Nope. Not happening. So the Eagles actually will be picking 25th uh, because they get slotted in with all the playoff teams right. um, that lose in this round. Uh, so that would be the Eagles, Colts, the Cowboys, and the Chargers. But it goes by record, regular season record, then to slot those four teams. So the Eagles had the worst record among those teams. So they actually will pick 25th overall. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. I wouldn't mind if if there's a guy there that you think can come in and play next year, then obviously take that guy. Um, if not, trade out. I know, like. You need a partner to trade out, but trade out and build up some picks because you used a bunch of picks this year to get some other guys and to kind of move around. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. How Rosen's going to kind of need to earn it here. Um, but, you know, it's that combination. You need to build through the draft, but you add the pieces in through free agency. And that's right. where we'll kind of see. But. So, you know, someone that would be interesting to see in Philadelphia would be the LSU cornerback Greedy Williams. Hey. That would be – that being it, I mean, that there and go. as of right now, and How obviously about, the draft stuff isn't even official yet. Is, I think they have until Tuesday to declare. I think so. I think, so. Yeah. I think tomorrow, maybe the last full day, and then at some point Tuesday is the cutoff. A lot have already declared. I'm not sure there's too many How hanging about, out there. but How about uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayock? trade the Eagles a f- one of their three first-round picks for Nick Foles. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I know that. but <laughs> it's, Well, there's probably – is there a tape on Gruden talking about Foles when he came out in the – did I, he do his quarterback I, I'm thing? Sure, I'm sure there is, but Mike Mayock, man, Philly guy, accent and all, has done – works all the Philly preseason games in the past and now the GM out there, but we all know Gruden's calling the shots. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's – yeah, that was an interesting hire. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Mayock uh, for a while, but it, it came around on him. And you know, every every draft analyst or wannabe expert out there is is going to have their hits and misses. So right, I just right. the the first time that I started following him, I just wasn't impressed. But over the years, and I I did it for a long time. I, near the end, I was like, yeah, he's one of the best. Yeah, ones out yeah, there, I so. like I liked him. But like some of it was, he is a little like Philly centric, like, and he talked a lot of Eagle stuff outside of his like NFL Network, you know, shows and right. stuff. He was a lot of times on Philly stuff talking, so like that's kind of where I would see him a bunch. But um, yeah, you know, it is an interesting hire, but I don't know that it's necessarily a bad hire because I kind of look at him as a talent evaluator right which might be beneficial to them because if gruden's calling the shots which he is like let's not call this anything other than that right for him to get help on the talent evaluation part especially from the college aspects where gruden probably isn't going to have as many of the connections and and things that could be very beneficial with gruden making the calls on like the contracts and things like that Mm -hmm. or more or less making the call you know so it is an interesting hire but Another one there. You look, the guys he got rid of, man, they really helped some teams this this year. Yeah, Khalil oh Mack. Gosh, Khalil, Khalil Mack. Mack helped turn the Bears' defense Can up. Can you imagine a notch. if he would have been sent somewhere else? Like, I mean, yeah. look what he did for Chicago. Imagine if he would have ended yeah. up in like L.A. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Like the I, Ravens. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. No, <laughs> thank you. Um, or like, but he also sent Amari Cooper to Dallas. And look at what he did there. He, good. he cut CJ Henderson without ever letting him play. And now he's playing really well for the Rams. That he is. <clears throat> Man. And they had him on the cheap, too. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like. Right, they were getting rid of the other guys. They flipped them for first round picks. Okay, yeah. you know, like you can disagree with it, but you got first round picks for them. Um, and at the time, people were ripping the Cowboys for giving up a first round pick. Yeah, for everyone Cooper. thought like, that. that and, what are they doing? Right. Like, well, it but, seemed to work out for them. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, Eagles. It was a good. You know, it's a solid season. Last year was the Super Bowl. It honestly takes this thing off a little bit this year. Like. Yeah, I'm disappointed, but I don't know. I just you kind of see this one coming. I think. Yeah, I I, I just think about back into the early fall and even just November's like not even quite two months ago, and it just like people were really down. Not- yeah, it just didn't seem like this team had it this year. They couldn't they couldn't get out of their own way. Like it, it seemed like one step forward, two steps back with this team right. a lot, and. Yep. That kind of sums up this game, right? First 10 minutes, one step forward, the rest of the game, two steps back. Yeah, a couple of steps forward at the beginning, but then a lot of steps back the rest of the way. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that's all we have to say right now about the uh, the Eagles-Saints game. So, New Orleans, one representative in the NFC, and the other representative was decided last night, and that will be the Rams. Yeah. One against two, going to be in New Orleans because of the matchup earlier this year between... The Rams and the when, Saints. When, another team, the Saints, spanked. <laughs> so I don't expect that again this time around. No. I think it'll be a, a good game. Rams, Saints, it's pretty much what we expected, I, I think, you know, halfway through the season when they met yeah. the first time. And then with what the Rams were able to do against the Chiefs, I think a couple weeks after that, there were kind of three or four dominant teams most of the year. And you know, depending on where you fall with the Patriots, at least three of them made it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it pretty much was. I would say the three to- dominant teams from the year are still playing. Right. Rams and then probably Chiefs. the best of the rest is also playing. Right. You know? So. Well, I mean, la- after last weekend, people were like, oh, we could, you know, we're going to have like a six seed make it and it's going to be crazy. Nope. Here we are. One and two. <laughs> Uh, in you know, both. three out of four road teams won last week. And all this four, week, right. all, all the teams that were expected to win did win based yep. on uh, seeding. And and, uh, and the favorites, right? Yeah. Were all they four, all favored? I believe they all were favored. I'm not surprised by the Saints. I'm not surprised by the Rams. I think the Chiefs were a small favorite. Yeah, I would I would think so. And I would, I would think that New England was because it was at home. So, but... The Cowboys-Rams game was interesting at the beginning, and the Rams eventually pulled away. Again, I think we kind of saw – I think the Cowboys season almost mirrored the Eagles season. Now, obviously, Dallas wasn't coming off the Super Bowl and didn't have that high of expectations as many in Philadelphia did, but I was pretty high on Dallas entering the year, and they started incredibly slow. Uh, then they were a middling team, and then, like Justin just mentioned, the uh, acquisition of Amari Cooper from the Raiders really turned things ad- around once he got to town and got comfortable with Dak Prescott in that offense. 
and I know my dad is not a big Prescott fan. He and I'm not really sure he's that big of a Jason Garrett fan either. Um, but again, if you compartmentalize and look at it in like months or is half seasons, I think the Cowboys ended up probably overachieving based on what you would have thought in middle of September after the first few weeks of the year. At the beginning of the year, I would have said they went about where I expected them to go. Yeah. Because uh, I think I had Dallas winning the division, uh, if I recall. Uh, I, I know people question that because of the receivers, but when you go out and get Amari Cooper, that yeah. tends to uh, fix some of those issues. Well, and, you know, for a while, the Cowboys missed on a lot of draft picks, and they've hit on some lately. Um, you know, and and some of that was they've had some, like, crazy scenarios, like uh, Lionel Collins. Like, that was a crazy scenario where they were able to get him. Um, uh, Jalen Smith, crazy scenario where they were able to get him. Like, things like that. Um, having just an absolutely terrible year and getting uh, Ezekiel, getting Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. You know, like, stuff like that um, has helped them. It's going to be interesting because I was actually, I heard your dad reference this today. The Cowboys, I believe, I don't know if they're the youngest team in the playoffs or if they're, they're one of the youngest teams in the league, but they are very young across the board. With that, though, come a lot of contract right. situations kind of come around at the same time. Um, and I think Dak is going to be up soon for, I think he might be entering his fourth year next year. Um, and it, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how this kind of plays out. Um, you know, because then you'll, you're going to have Elliot. And you're going to have Amari Cooper, who I think has a contract through next year, but is probably going to want an extension this year. You know, like, it's just, it's going to be interesting um, because Jerry Jones has said Dak is his guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Jason Garrett, I think, did enough. And I think he likes Jason Garrett because I think Jason Garrett does whatever he tells him. Right. I know people talk about like the Cowboys and like going out and obviously if they were to make a head coaching, it, they are the Cowboys and they'd probably make a splash, you know, and Jones would probably pay whatever he wants to get whoever he wants. However, you know, you look at that dynamic, especially in this like time where there were a number of coaches who either removed themselves late from coaching searches or turned down jobs because the team was going to pick the staff mm -hmm. like that's the rumor that in denver was that munchak was offered the job but elway was going to pick like the rest of the offensive staff and he said no thanks, no thanks yeah um and the same thing now there are conflicting stories of whether matt rule was offered the job for, with the jets or right. if, but he was a finalist and when he asked about the how are we going to do this and they said well we're going to name the other guys he said well then i don't want it right you know, so he was one of two or three guys at the end. They're like, so it's just kind of interesting how you have a number of these teams that are basically telling the coaches, no, we're going to fill out your staff, which is really kind of odd. I could see. Yeah. Like, I, I, I always thought it was the head coach filled out his staff. As it should be. Yeah. It, it's it's, it's their me. job on the line. Especially now I understand like GMs may view it as it's their job. You know, like, because if I hire this coach and it doesn't get done, like, I'm going to get fired. Um, but it, it's kind of a weird scenario if you hire a coach, but you don't 
what are you saying when you, you hire a new head coach to take over your football team, but you don't trust their decision enough to make the hirings of the rest of their staff? You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're going to entrust you with leading this football team, but we don't even trust you to fill out your staff. Yeah, that doesn't sound That seems right. like an odd. Doesn't make much sense at all. No. So uh, my dad says, and uh, there's no, obviously, uh, attribution here, but he says that they are the youngest team in the NFL. Now, I don't know I, if that means the entire roster. Right. That just I knew he starters. said that. I just couldn't remember if he if he said it for the playoffs sort of thing. And, and when I think about it, I mean, it very well could be true. Like, they have a lot of young guys. Right. Um, so I'm looking at the Cowboys' potential free agents here this year. Um, they they have a, a few names up um, that may be interesting, but nothing too major this offseason. Yeah. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is the biggest one. Yeah, uh, he's twenty seven. Um, so he's going to be looking for a big. But contract. he's looking. For, yeah, he, so he's the one that the Cowboys are going to need to figure out if they can keep him. I don't he's think they keep him big because they're going to be looking to keep those other guys coming up. Um, Tavon Austin is also up. As is he, Cole Beasley. Tavon Austin's gone. I think Cole Beasley might be gone. But then um, once you get to 2020, that's where things start to get interesting because they have Lyle Collins, who you mentioned. He's going to be up. Amari Cooper, Byron Jones, uh, Jalen Smith, Randy Gregory, uh, Xavier Suofilo, the the guard, Dak Prescott, um, Blake Jarwin, who we saw come on. Here's the the thing thing with Dak. The kicker. Dak wasn't a first-round pick, so he does not have that fifth-year option. Right, he was a third so, round, I believe. Right, I thought he was fourth. Was he fourth? Yeah. Okay. I, I could be. I could be. No, wrong, you but. might be right. I'll see what it says. I thought, it, yeah, round four, one thirty-five overall. So, um, yeah, he's entering the final year of his initial rookie deal in twenty nineteen. So they need to figure out very quickly uh, what they're going to do with Prescott. But I mean, just listen to. The- well, honestly, if you're going to extend him, they should probably extend him this year. You know, right. looking at that, they right. should this, extend him I mean. this like, year and put it be up. Signing him this year, right? Because one, you don't want him to enter f- true free agency because if he has a great year next year, that's going to break um, the bank. Unless when, you're going to use the franchise, the guy. same year you're going to have to get all, sign all these other guys. That well, they need there. to start working on that. Lyle Collins, Amari Cooper, right. probably Byron Jones, Jalen Smith, Randy Gregory, Suafilo starts for them, right? Um, and then Prescott. I mean, there's a bunch of other people on here. They got to decide what they want right. to do with them. But I mean, those you know five or so that I mentioned, they're those are important guys. Yeah, that, that is the core of their team. And they, I mean, they are all very young. Um, oh, and Mar, the kicker, I mentioned him too. He's the oldest of the group at 30 of, of those big time guys. You know, Siofilo is 29. Collins is only 27. Jones is 27. Gregory's 27. Prescott's 27. Cooper's 26. So, um, Smith's only tw- 25, you know. Yeah. So, they, they've got a lot of, uh, of things to work out. Uh, and I believe all those guys are unrestricted. None of them are exclusive. Oh, Brett Maher, the kicker, would be exclusive rights free. And a lot of those guys are going to be big contract guys. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. So, if they let Lawrence walk this year, that'll save them some money. But those, you know, that core five right there, you got to think they've got to think long and hard about signing all of them if they're right. able to do it. Um, let's just quick step back and look at the Eagles entering free agency this year. Um, some of the big names that are going to be up for uh, debate. You give me some big names and I'll them. tell you whether I think they're back or not. Brandon Graham. Gone. If this is Andy Reid, I say for sure he's gone. He's 31. Um, Golden Tate. 
Gone. Mike Wallace, who I don't gone. think was even playing no. at the end of the year. Uh, Haloti Nada. I think he's gone. Chance Warmack. Gone. Chris Long. Gone. Chris Maragos. Gone. Corey Graham. Gone. Darren Sproles. I think he's back because I think the running back position is crazy. I think they get him for another one-year deal. Ronald Darby. I think he's gone. Jordan Matthews. I think he's gone. Jordan Hicks. Actually, I changed Matthews. I think Matthews is back. You think he comes back? Yeah. Uh, Jordan Hicks. I think Jordan Hicks is back. Jay Ajayi. I think he's gone. Um, Jake Elliott. Exclusive rights. They'll bring him back, yeah. So, um, they're losing a bunch of guys, but a lot of them are older veterans. Now, right. you've got to have someone to replace them. Right. But those first four guys, and five of the first six, actually, eight of the first and ten are guys, all over 30. Right. And a lot of them are, like, rotational guys. Like, Chris Long. Like, I love Chris Long. And he won a Super Bowl here, so forever indebted. Right? Um, but, like, you know. I mean, now, if Chris Long wants to sign another one-year deal, but I think Chris Long will probably go somewhere where he'll probably get more money for a one-year deal, you know, kind of thing. Um, Chance Warmack, it didn't work out. That's yeah. fine. Um, you know, some of those guys, Jordan Hicks, I think, is key. I think you need Jordan Hicks back. Uh, 2020, the Eagles would be looking to lose in free agency. Jason Peters, Nick Foles, who I, we already see, talked I about think, the option there. Right. I think Peters... I th- I feel like he might be done. With he Eagles. Might. You it's, think he's it's, done, or you think he's going to retire? I think it's going to. De- well, I don't know. I think a lot depends on what the Eagles, um, how the rugby player is doing in his recovery. <laughs> so, uh, Aguilar and Wisniewski also up in two years, as are some of the younger guys in Samolo, DeAndre Hall, Kervon LeBlanc, who we saw set the uh, yeah set the tone for the first ten minutes yeah. in a big way. Uh, Smallwood, talk about Vitae, cut from the Lions earlier this year. Jalen Mills, Trevon Hester, uh, Corey Clement, Josh Adams. Those are all guys up in 2020. Yeah, so, so a lot of guys, but not necessarily the same caliber. No, it's guys definitely that are, it's definitely tougher for, for for Dallas. Yeah. Uh, so the one that I think surprised me the most this weekend was the way New England dominated. Los Angeles. Yeah, I Chargers. wasn't expecting that. I, I, I really, and you know, I'm sure there was part of me just because I don't want New England to win. I didn't want them to win this game, but I just thought the way the Chargers were playing, I thought, I thought they could win this game, and I apparently once again completely underestimated the Patriots, which, you know, I hadn't done that for a long time. <laughs> I usually always gave them the benefit of the doubt, and. Um, definitely got caught today in thinking that the Chargers were going to be able to hang with them, me, and me they too. didn't even. I said, I said to people, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, picking against the Patriots in New England in the playoffs. Like, what was I thinking? Right, and I did it anyway. And uh, Belichick and Brady and company did it again, and now they are thankfully going on the road Whew. to the Chiefs. Uh, just go n- Chiefs. Nothing ever goes well for. That's great, uh, but who teams. are the chefs? <laughs> Throwback. Uh, so, it was re- it was domination. I mean, that game, I mean, it got it was boring. somewhat close to it. I love seeing on social media, they're like, I'm kind of mad because now I have to do the things on my, like, honey-do list right. and, like, stuff like that. Like, because they're, and they're like, but honestly, I probably should because this game is boring. And it was, man, they gave up. They just rolled over. Oh. Yeah. 
It was not was not good. Was not good. No. Um, Chargers, by and large, though, coming back pretty much the same roster that they had this year. Um, Brandon Mavane, starting defensive tackle, is hitting free agency at age 34. Uh, one of their wide receivers, Terrell Williams, up for a new contract, as is Antonio Gates, although we kind of I think seen the last few yeah. years he's been, you know, basically gone and then would come back. Um, Jason Barrett, Denzel Perryman, Donnie Jones, Jalen Watkins, uh, and for the Penn Staters, Trevor Williams also up for new contact with the Chargers. But uh, by and large, yeah. they're mostly back. Yeah. Now, did they miss a window here? Are we going to start to see regression from Phillip Rivers? Are they going to be able to supplement and complement you know, and fix the issues that plague them today in New England. Um, I don't, you know, we'll find out, but I think the Chargers... I think their biggest problem today was that they were playing New England. <laughs> like, you know, and another, yet another 1 o'clock Eastern start for them. It's just recipe for disaster for them. Yeah, it wasn't... And to think they were... They're a play away from winning the West, you know, and maybe getting a one seed, you know, and therefore hosting, you know, maybe right. the Patriots or someone, you know, in, in this round. That's yeah. It's crazy. You know, you, you look at those plays, they're like those single plays, um they're a huge difference. Well, for example, my that play at the end of the game, Miami against the Patriots, is the difference between New England going to Kansas City this week or Kansas City coming to New England this week. That doesn't disappoint me. In any no, way. I'm sure that makes you happy on multiple levels. <laughs> Just because I, I don't think Kansas City would beat them in New England. They didn't no. do it once this year already. What no. makes me think they could do it I'm again I'm not sure this year? Kansas City's going to beat them. But if I have to pick a place where I think it can happen, I'm picking Kansas City. Yeah, because they, well, they got the arrowhead monkey off their back. They, right. Kansas City has just had terrible playoff yeah. luck, especially at you home. You see, the Colts had more coming into this weekend. The Colts had more playoff wins right. at Arrowhead than, than the Kansas Chiefs City, did. which is crazy to think about. I mean, yeah. But that was another game that I actually got wrong because I actually thought the Colts were rolling. I thought that they were going to upset the Chiefs. Yeah, I got, I got you know, that one. We, so many times you see these teams that are on a bye, and maybe you know the Chiefs didn't technically struggle, but they weren't the same right. team. No, they were, they the were first, not the like, same. Eight nine weeks right. of the year, you know, it's like Dude, that. I am, that game against the Rams on Monday night, things just they, they, you know, they were still really good offensively. They couldn't stop anyone, yeah. or um, they had, you know, they just weren't as much of the world beaters so, that they were made after be at the beginning of the year. Were you watching any of that game yesterday? Which one? The Chiefs game yesterday. I watched the first half. Uh, did, so you saw when like Mahomes got hit and like he's like hobbling around, yeah. and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, uh, Chad's getting in this game. <laughs> like, I hope he can get into the next game, but only because they're winning by like 30. Can you imagine if he's like, how sweet would it be? He gets in, and they're up like 40 in the fourth quarter, and they run like, they fake and kneel down, and he throws for a touchdown. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Dial up Andy Reid and let him know. Yeah. So, hey, hey Andy. The, the Colts are the team that are sent home by the Chiefs. Um, they were an interesting team this year as well because they started really badly. I mean, weren't really they bad. were they 0-3? Yeah. Or something like that. They they had a tough start to the year. You know, everyone felt bad were, for Frank Reich. I think Wright. they were 1-5. Were they 1-5? I think so. And then they got rolling except for one hiccup against the Jaguars, which was really random. Yeah. But they looked incredible. They 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 
stormed through that division. They were able to um, take care of the Titans. Held, or excuse me, because of their slow start, they weren't able to take down the Texans, but they held off the Titans. If they were to start a little better, they'd probably win the division because they obviously proved that, at least no. at the end of the year, they were the better team yeah. uh, when I'm talking about the Texans since they beat them. And then, you know, people like me were thinking they could possibly go into Kansas City and and, and, and beat the Chiefs. But Kansas City um, out to prove something, and they definitely did it, sending the Colts home. The Colts, uh, not too many notable names being left to free agency in a few months. Um, and Vinatieri, is he done? You know, he's 46 now. He's up. Uh, really after that, a couple guys on the wrong side of 30, maybe Pierre Desir, uh, the cornerback. Um, yeah, there's not a ton of people out there. A lot of, some fringe guys, some starters for sure, but do they make a huge difference whether or not you could find a replacement or or draft a guy? So I, I expect the, uh, the, the Colts, you know, they're going to go as Andrew Luck goes and, uh, the Colts prove that you can turn around a team in a draft. Now, I know you can say, well, it helps to have Andrew Luck. Of course it does. If you have a great quarterback and he finally got to be that way after a few weeks. Right. Imagine that, though. Imagine that he his resurgent is also paired with hitting on picking up maybe the best lineman drafted. Maybe the best lineman drafted you know, this Probably year. Probably since Zach Martin. Right. Like, like, the Cowboys got Martin. And they got Quentin Nelson, both Notre Dame guards. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Nelson, if he was an offensive lineman, could possibly be rookie of the year. Right. They may have the defensive rookie of the year, Darius Leonard. They should. Someone, he should have been all so, pro. Someone that no one, like no one, had heard of. Right. <laughs> had more tackles than anyone else in the league by like forty. Like. <laughs> it, it, yeah. So. You know, this just proves you can build the draft and it can turn your team around quickly. Yeah. And if they hadn't struggled early, who knows where they, what position they I, would have been in. So when they beat the Texans in the playoffs, and there's the video of Jim Ursay in the locker room just kind of being incoherent, you know, and not a good look for Jim Ursay, who has had some yeah public issues, issues with uh, incoherent and poor decisions. Um, <laughs> somebody goes, that's it. I changed my coach of the year vote to Frank Reich just because he had to do this with that as his owner or something. <laughs> like, um, it's like imagine, imagine going to work every day and that's your boss. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, it's just it's so disappointing to be like the, the NFL season is almost over. But yeah. Um, and it's, but you know what? It. It'll be a good pick-me-up when the Phillies sign Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Well, they're getting one of them because I refuse to believe they're not getting any of them. So, but I saw so when the Saints took the lead, somebody on Facebook or on Twitter was like, "Now would be a great time for the Phillies to announce that that they've that they're signing Bryce Harper." Well, that that'll come. We'll be talking about that, I'm sure, within about about a month or so. I sure hope so. Spring training, sure so. MLB, and the, the new super team in the in the uh, in Major League Baseball. But to, just to wrap up some uh, football stuff here before we go. So AFC and NFC championships feature two traveling to one exactly as the NFL planned it. So it will be Rams at Saints and Patriots at Chiefs. Right now, 
not who you want, well, who's it going to be? Basically, what's the Super Bowl matchup after these four teams, uh, after the final gun sounds next Sunday? I'm going to go with Saints. I'm going to go with Saints-Patriots. As my as my prediction. As of my right now predictions, not my rooting interest. Rooting interests, I pick the Saints and Chiefs. I'm going to go Saints-Chiefs, and maybe I I'll get bit again right. for doubting the Patriots. And, like, if... If the Patriots beat the Chiefs next week, like I will never pick against the Patriots ever again. Like yeah, I, yeah. I just like I can't like um, because how often this year we're like this is not the same Patriots team. This is not the same Patriots team, and then they go out and whip the Chargers today. Yeah, they, but they earn a I'm, buy. I'm they hoping I'm hoping it's the Chargers being playoff Chargers because You're right. that very well I, could be it too. I hope that like, too. You know, but I just I. I if they beat the Chiefs with that, with the Chiefs' offense, with the way they've been playing, with being at home or the Patriots on the road, if if they go to the Super Bowl again, I I don't have I don't even have any words for it. Like I just, no. and then I just have to hope that the Rams or the Saints win it. Right. I'm gonna go with the Saints just because I I favor the home team. The Saints oh. are awfully good at home. The Rams, I still think, are a little young, uh, maybe out of their element. Well, and uh, I just don't think... Over the last month of the season, golf wasn't anything special. And their defense wasn't anything special. So, I, you know... While Aaron I think, Donald was special. Yeah. Aaron Donald is special. Yeah, unfortunately. Right. So here's the thing, and we've talked about this before. Why Pitt, is Pitt always Pitt terrible? Pitt produces so many good pros, especially defensively. Why are they so terrible? How are they so bad? How are they so bad? Oh, I mean, kind of a rhetorical question. Right. I don't care. Pitt's going to pit, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not going to rhyme. I'm I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to go, and I'm sure this is part of me. This is what I want, because I want Chiefs Saints. Oh, I my think. gosh. I, I mean, I'll take Chiefs Rams, too. I'll it take it. It just has to be Chiefs. It just... And obviously, I'm sporting uh, the uh, the the local guy for the Chiefs wow. and, and Chad Henney. I already grabbed the jersey right before the uh, the uh, show started. And I am glad that I bought this in the spring because yeah. now I don't have to worry about what am I going to wear Super Bowl Sunday. Because if the Chiefs win, obviously, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. No disrespect to Drew Brees or other local boy Alex Anzalone for the for the Saints, but. If the Chiefs are in, I am absolutely 100% in on Kansas City, as I'm guessing. Everyone in this area is going to be, right. um, except if it's the Ram, maybe Mr. Steinerhan, not not cheering for the not That's cheering true. for the That's Chiefs. True. But yeah, I think uh, the the Reading, PA area, uh, should it be Chiefs Rams, will be mostly Chiefs. Should it be Chiefs Saints? That's an interesting dynamic having two people from the suburbs of Reading playing in the Super Bowl. So a right. uh, lot to look forward to. I'm. Very excited and also a little uh, disappointed that we're at that that time of the year. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, it's one of the like so bittersweet, so bittersweet. But um, so we will be back next Sunday to talk about the two championship games, and uh, probably the Sunday after that, the Pro Bowl weekend. There, we'll have something to talk about. Probably preview the Super Bowl since uh, you know, despite us getting the massive viewership that we get. 
Um, we don't like to go up against Super Bowl. We don't want to take away right. from the mm-hmm. NFL. So we always sit that one out. And we probably won't do a Saturday show since we're doing a preview show during the, the Pro Bowl weekend. And then actually the week after the Super Bowl, we will actually be celebrating uh, eight years. <laughs> I kind of thought you were going to say we're going to start our preview. For- <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start our 2019 NFL previews. No, uh, we're going to celebrate We're going to start years. with the AFC West and... Uh- <laughs> We're going to give six weeks to each division. That's what we're going to do. No, uh, we are going to celebrate eight years. Maybe we'll do like a listener special, recap the Super Bowl, have some fun. And then Justin and I will discuss what Depends. we're going to do. Depends. If the Patriots win, no Super Bowl talk. <laughs> That's true. It just The show is done. Uh, um, we'll discuss how we're going to handle um, the off season since it's essentially developed into mostly a football show, uh, especially with the Flyers being terrible and the Sixers being I say underachieving. Underachieving, yes. yeah, because they're still good and they're going to yeah. make the playoffs. Right. It's just they're not being as they dominant. They lost to a terrible Atlanta team right. and they barely beat a Knicks team. Today. I expected no worse than a third best in the East. Right. Like, or, or, and yeah. right now they're fourth, I think. Right. But, so, like, with, I mean, only back by a couple games from one, but um, they're, just, they're not. They're, they're I, I saw a thing today that says they should trade Jimmy Butler before the trade deadline. And get what? I don't know. But they said it didn't work. But <sighs> to get something as opposed to getting nothing. Because they're like, are you going to pay him five years, $190 million? Yeah. See, I don't know enough about uh, NBA salary cap and, and stuff like that. So, I, I'm just, you know, riding the wave. But just yeah. uh, you know, every we'll day I, I look at highlights and read recaps and just like, man, can you guys put it together, please? <laughs> <sighs> So that's been disappointing. So we probably we won't talk NBA till the summer, right. well, base, end of spring. Um, probably won't talk hockey at all because the Flyers are just <sighs> awful and no one wants to talk about it. I, I, by the way, and this is completely unpaid, but the Athletic is excellent. Yeah, the yeah. Athletic. So is I almost excellent. sent something out on social media at Christmas time, like saying, "Look, this is not us like, tr- trying it right, not getting paid for this, and not trying to." Get somebody to buy it for me because my subscription is good till August. I didn't sign up till August, so like okay, I I've, signed up in the spring, right? I so think. like I have so much time left. Like I'm, that's not what I'm looking for. But like, if you're looking for something for the sports fan in your life, you're looking for something that takes away opinions as facts and non-sports stuff hidden in sports things. Give the athletic a try. It's awesome. It's I really, really like good. It. Um, if especially if you're a Penn State fan, I love Audrey Snyder. Her stuff oh, is amazing. Yes. yes. Um, I like Perkins for the Dolphins, but I'm, no one really listening here is a right. Dolphins fan. I do attend, tend to read the Eagles stuff just to try to keep um, associated I'll, with the local team. I'll tell team. you, I I liked it in August, but the college football the college football stuff is amazing. like well, Audrey Fe- Snyder does incredible Feldman too Feldman and Man- Mandel and like, Mandel right just Feldman, hit Mandel and Audrey Snyder out of the park yeah so often the college like, football I coverage is it. amazing yes. I really enjoy even though the Flyers are terrible I read every Flyers article because the advanced metrics well, are and, great and you know what else too I really liked how there's so many articles like so yeah. many of the links on other sites now are videos and that's fine but like I want to read. That sounds terrible. I feel like an old person right now, but like, 
there, there, there's someone yelling like, at me. I don't want to have to watch it or listen to it. I want to be able to read it as I get to it because I might right. only be able to read a couple of sentences right. now. Exactly. And then later I'll read the rest of it or whatever. But like you can't yep. do that with the video. It doesn't work the same way. So if you you know if you're you're if you've given up on ESPN and you're tired of going through all the ads at like right. CBS and Fox Sports and like all these other places, right. check out the athletic. And I yes, still you go have to, to some of those other sites, but like for the teams that I that I root for. Like that, I follow. I should say, like Penn State, where right. I'm, where I want to read about the recruiting news, and I yeah. want to read about like, you know, the Tuesday practice, and I want to read about you know the the visits and all those things. Penn State in college football is what sold it yeah. on me when the season got here because I subscribed in like March, and like as I'm going through, I'm like, this is fine, but do I really need to pay for right. this? Yeah. But then when the college football stuff came, I was like, this is definitely worth two or three bucks a month. Yep. Because it's like exactly. twenty four ninety nine or thirty five ninety nine, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah, it's usually I think it is like thirty five, but they're almost always running deals, and right. as they sign people, and if you subscribe, they're going to keep getting more people to work for them. Well, and and if you'd like to try it, I'm sure Justin and I would more than like love to give you our code so that we can get save yeah. a few bucks. Yeah. Uh, so if you're interested in in sports news and you're just tired of I've the never, options out there, I've never paid for sports stuff like that right. i never like i was really close but i never did espn insider even like way back in the day when like i was really close to doing espn insider and things like that like i didn't do it i couldn't be more pleased that i did it for the athletic i had espn insider because it came with espn the magazine yeah so like as those went hand in hand they just kind of but i i, I axed that a few, few years no, ago yeah yeah um so yeah, I definitely recommend the athletic, the stuff they do, especially if you're a college football fan. They also uh, have some interesting fantasy football stuff, and it's different than some of the fantasy stuff you get other places too. So, yeah, I was a fan, and I'm really liking now that football is winding down. I'm starting to get into some of the other things. I'm reading some of the Phillies articles. I'm reading some of those pieces. Like, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, that that's the now that college football is pretty much ended. Now I have the draft and the Phillies, and I still I still read all the flyer stuff, even though they're terrible. Yeah. I read like what's Fletcher gonna do. Who right. could be the next coach? Yeah. Why did they just trade Jordan Wheel? You know, uh, how? Why is Carter Hart still showing that he's going to be a superstar? Things like that. Right. So yeah, if you're a sports fan struggling with sports coverage, you know, outside maybe the local stuff in your local paper, definitely check out the Athletic. Yeah. Um. So my dad, right before we go here, I just want to make sure that I get in his text. Um. Oh, Antonio Brown. What's going to happen with him in Pittsburgh? I think he's gone. You think he's gone? Think What's he's he going to? Is he going to demand a first round pick from someone? <sighs> yes, because of the contract. Like because the team's going to have control over him. And I think they're going to feel like he has to keep playing. You know, like he needs to. Like he needs another team more than the team needs them. He says New Orleans over Kansas City. Two more. He asked us earlier. Where do you think Nick Foles ends up? I don't know. I would love for the Eagles to be able to get anything for him in the trade market. Um, I don't think teams are going to do that because they know no. the Eagles have to cut him. Although, like, here's the thing. If you could get a team to do it because, like, they know they're not going to bid high enough to get – I say high enough. He's not going to get, like, Kirk Cousins money or anything. But, like, if they want him for a year, mm-hmm. you know – and I know that's not necessarily what – but if, like, if the Dolphins are looking, like, for a year or if the Jaguars who are like, we need to turn this around real quick. Right. You tell me Tom Coughlin might not send, like, a fifth or a sixth round pick, you know, for him. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And I'm not saying he should. I'm, I'm not 
I understand this is the homer in me in Philly hoping for something, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm going to, I honestly have no idea where he ends up. I, I'll say Miami just because why not? Because mm-hmm. they're going to get rid of Tannehill. They still don't have a coach, but it's supposedly going to be the de facto defensive coordinator from new England, which can't happen until new England's out of the playoffs or they reach the break between the super bowl. And I think Miami still drafts a quarterback, maybe this year and next year, just because they got to fix the position. They got to figure it out. Right. So, um, you know, I don't think it'll be Haskins, but I could see it being someone like Drew Locke or uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Maybe not necessarily even in the first round. It could even be a second round guy. Um, my, I think the other. You, you mentioned the Jaguars. I think that definitely is a possibility. But I think. Um, I, I fear for Alex Smith, and I think he could end up in Washington. Yeah, I think that, that could be an interesting one there, too. Um, so we talked about – oh, how about – this is easy one. Oh, Uncle Rich just said Antonio Brown to the Patriots. No, no, that's I, not even talk about gonna that. It's going to happen, that is, dude. It's the next Randy Moss situation. Dude. Pittsburgh would never trade him in to, to, to them. I know. You're right. And, and <laughs> that, would, not, that would have to involve and, a third team. And they're not going to trade him to any of their division teams either. Right. So he's not going to Baltimore, Cleveland, or, or Cincinnati. And I, Oakland has the arsenal to trade for him if they want him, but I don't think the Steelers would trade him to Oakland either. I think if they're going to trade he's him, going to trade NFC him to an NFC team. Maybe. Maybe you trade him to, like, Arizona. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and it's sticking with the Steelers trend here, what about Levy and Bell? Where's he going? <sighs> Eagles, baby. I think Indianapolis. That would be interesting. So, you know, they... they uh, Eagles aren't going to spend the money for Levy on Bell. No, I, I, I don't think so. But I think, you know, you talked about ownership in Indianapolis. Kind of uh, quirky. Yeah. And uh, you put Bell there with Luck and T.Y. Hilton, and they just kind of can figure out th- how to throw a few guys there. Um They've got um, the, the nice dual threats at Doyle and Ebron at tight end. They've got a young and developing line. Finally, they got if Leonard can do, get that defense together as a you know in the second season, um, they make a couple defensive additions. I think the the Colts can be right there, um, probably winners of that division next year. Yep. So I think uh, Bell's a good chance. Um, I assume my dad just texted me Dallas. I assume he means for Antonio Brown, not for Levy and Bell, because that would kind not of be chance. pointless. But they don't have a first round pick, so there's no way that Antonio Brown can end up in Dallas unless they're willing to uh, send something else to Pittsburgh. Oh. So that's not happening as much as uh, people would want. But yeah, so I think that's I think that's it. Um, you got shout outs. Uh, happy birthday to my dad today. Yep. Ha- happy birthday mm. to uh, to Mr. Raffoff right now. Yeah. <laughs> today yeah. this is it so uh, my son insisted we have a party we we didn't we just had dinner there party yesterday. Right. and he he's like pop up what's what's the theme to your party and he's like well we don't really do things he's like no you must have a theme you gotta have a theme so it was we had star wars plates so, oh uh, yeah. well i approve i yeah. think that's yeah. uh that's a win for everyone yes yes so um because I been we've been away for two weeks, a lot has happened. Uh, well, happy New Year, I guess. First of all, yeah. you know we're like two years, two two weeks into it. Um, but also, congratulations to my sister, yeah, and yeah. my brother in law on the birth of their um, baby boy, uh, Logan. So I have a a nephew, an official, and officially an uncle, and I look forward to in about uh, thirteen years we get to coach him. So that'll be fun. 
Although technically it'll be a, on the southern side, so I don't we have to change allegiances. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that works out. Just uh, excited, especially because uh, Jason, the father, insists that he's going to play water polo. Uh, hey, hey, but hey, I that, said nope. It's football that, all the way. That might so. work. That might work. <laughs> um, so, yep. Sorry to see the holidays end because that just means football is ending. But we got the championship games. To look forward to next week and the Super Bowl three weeks from today. That'll be a lot of fun, and uh, Justin and I will have a, some interesting stuff for you probably in the next few months, just a little bit different than what we usually do. We'll celebrate eight years, and then we'll have some fun for a few months before we start our NFL previews, which will happen probably sometime in April. <laughs> hey. You got to do what you got to do. do. Gotta, yeah, exactly. That's, that's literally what I was going to say. <laughs> so if, if, that's, uh, if that's everything, then yeah. I think we'll wrap it up. So if this concludes episode 269 of the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Uh, be sure to ch- tune in hopefully every Sunday for our take on sports. For Justin, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.